You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday. It's August 5th. It's 2019. It's episode 375. I'm Rob, Jason, here's two. Hello. Hi. It's an episode. We uh, just got back from Gen Con, though we were recording this before Gen Con. So next week you'll have the Gen Con live episode. That's right. So you can look forward to that. This is us just sort of killing an episode so that we can stay on (laughs) schedule, basically. No, 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 no. We've got some good stuff to talk about here today. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I want to share with you an experience I had earlier this evening, actually. Sure. Yeah. So I got home from work and... uh, my neighbor was uh, in his garage uh, working on some stuff and uh, said hello to him. And then I opened my mailbox. And sure enough, there was a piece of mail for his wife. So I walked over there and handed him the mail. Say, hey, here he is. This is in our box. And, uh, and then we started chatting. And he, he was he's building some tables, okay. um, which he, uh, he said he's never built furniture before. So it's kind of an experiment. You know, and he doesn't have, nor do I, he doesn't have a lot of fancy, expensive tools. You know, he's got, he's got the kind of tools your average guy has in his garage. You know, table saw, circular saws, etc. Uh, and so he's, you know, and, and knowing that he's not going to have the tools to work really expensive lumber, he's trying to build kind of rustic looking stuff, you know, mm-hmm. out of out of more conventional parts of lumber. Right. You know, respect. I've, I've done the same thing before, you know, and it's tough. Anyway, I think he was doing a great job. Um... And he mentioned, he said, yeah, and I built this table over here. It was a little bit too small. I wanted it to be a gaming table for our basement, but it's a little little too small. So I'm going to give that one to my mom. And this other one here that I'm working on here, this is going to be the one that I think will work for us as a gaming table. So, oh, cool, gaming table, nice. Let me chat a little bit more. And I went inside and I thought, gosh, you know what, gaming table, I didn't know that he was into gaming. I've got I've got some extra copies. I'm going to give him a copy of Saloon Tycoon and a copy of Fallen Treasures because that's what I just have extra right now. Wow, look at you! Yeah, so I so I ran down to the basement and pushed, fished that out of the box. I got you know Saloon Tycoon and all the expansions that that I have, and I mm-hmm. pulled out a copy of Fallen Treasures and I went back up there and said, "Hey, got a got a present for you." I don't know, you know, you, you mentioned uh, you're making this for gaming. I don't know what kind of kind of games you're into, but it's kind of a side gig that that I, I've been doing for a while. Is is you know game design? I kind of I, I make games. And so, you know, I thought you guys might, might um, want to check that out. He's like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, that'll get played. That'll, Yeah, definitely, that'll get played. And then he, like, puts it down really quickly mm-hmm. and then says, hey, can you help me carry this? And then I, I helped him carry the table uh-huh. a, 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 out of his garage and over to the side. And he's like, thanks a lot, man. And he can, turns around to go back to his work. And he was super, super chatty about five minutes before. And then when I came back out... To, to give him some games as a so gift, weird. he's suddenly like clammed up. And and, and I was really confused and, and I kind of took a step away and I said, yeah, so, yeah, again, I don't know what kind of games you're into, um, but, you know, like that that little one, the the, the one with the octopus, that, mm-hmm. that's more of a kid's game and the other mm-hmm. one is probably for more for grownups. He's like, mm-hmm. cool, thanks a lot. Super weird. Super weird and awkward and, and kind of left me feeling just sort of uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I I... I didn't know how to feel about it. He's generally a really super nice, outgoing guy. I like him a lot, you know? Uh, he's, he's a good neighbor, right? So he, the question is, what happened 
in between the time when you went downstairs. Yeah, it's very strange. He's he's a good neighbor. He's like one of those neighbors who's friendly and and you know, hey, if you want to borrow any tools, come on over and just let me anytime, you know. But also, he's not nosy. He never criticizes me for not mowing my lawn for a week. You know, he's right, he's yeah. a he's a good neighbor. Um, and it was just very strange. I didn't. I, I still don't know how to feel about it. It's weird. Yeah. You should try to talk to him at some other point, just to be like, "Hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, did you, you play know? those games yet?" But I would not talk about the games. <laughs> that seems to be a point of contention. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yes, I don't know. It was, it was odd. Really it odd. Sounds odd. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's the thing. That's how my evening went today. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What about you? What's new? Um, what is new? I don't know. Okay. Just super busy super trying to busy. keep up stuff. We went camping for a week. I forgot yeah. to talk about this last time, but we went camping for seven days, uh, two different campgrounds. Um, the one we went to was called Northern Exposure. It's in uh, Misik, um, which is okay. up, up. It's about an hour south of Traverse City. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there for three nights. And I wish we'd been there for seven nights because the place is amazing. If it's a, There's a big damn pond there. Cool. It's a big damn pond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized how I said that. Uh, for Hoden Pile Dam, the Hoden Pile Dam. Okay. Um, and it's huge, huge uh, lake. And mm-hmm. uh, so we did a lot of kayaking around that. Went too far, uh, and then realized we had to come back. And uh, uh, coming back was not nearly as easy as going out was. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we were with the wind on the way back, somehow it was still way harder. Mm, we that's probably too bad. we probably paddled. I would bet ten miles. And. Uh, that was probably too far, especially since I have to tow Josiah yeah. uh, in his own kayak behind me. So right. that's cool. That's cool. Good. Good. Then we went to this other place in Davison, which is right over by Flint, uh, which is part of the club we belong to. And that was like, that's like a super fancy place. Like they yeah. have like a lazy river and stuff and like, wow. and like a, like 14 pools. That's not true. They have four pools and they're going to add a fifth, mm. an indoor pool they're going to add. So um, you stayed at a hotel. I mean, I was in a camper with a, dirty campsite i mean you know but with like water and electrical and stuff well, yeah yeah right. why okay. would i have water and so electrical what am you, i you stayed in a hotel that you brought with you <clears throat> yeah yeah basically yeah, yeah. yeah okay um no i without the kids i do not like camping without power because then we don't have ac and if it gets hot it's bad news sure. bears no, I guess that. so it's part of camping dude. um plus also being able to turn the fan on at night or the ac drowns out any sound from outside you could also just so, camp yeah. like a normal person and sleep in a sleeping bag on the ground yeah, that'd be stupid. Why would I do that? Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's fresh air. It's, yeah, it's yeah. great, man. Sore back. Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, that's great. It's Send the best. Me up. I've got a root in my back. That's great. Yeah, it's, sign well, me up. You you pick a different spot to lay down if yeah. there's a root there. So, anyways, yeah, we have a nice. <laughs> we have a. It's a little camper. It's nothing fancy, but it's it. Uh, though I said to my son, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's our camper. I said it's not. It's nothing fancy, but we love it. And he's like. I think it's really fancy. I was like, that's great, dude. That's great. <laughs> Compared to all the camping I've done, it's pretty damn right, fancy. Right. True, true. <laughs> um, but the second place we went wasn't as cool as it could have been. There were just too many people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And the people behind us uh, weren't there when we set up, right? Mm-hmm. All their stuff was there, but they weren't there. Uh, and uh, within five minutes of them being there, if they'd been there when I went to set up, I would have picked a different campsite because... Mm-hmm. Every third word out of the mom's mouth was F this, F that, really loud screaming. Yeah. And not that the kids ever noticed, but like it was just, yeah, it was uncomfortable and annoying. Sure. Um, yeah, they had like cool. family drama the entire time. Good. Um, good. Yeah. So that was cool. That was real cool. Good for them. Cool, 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 um, cool, cool. Exactly. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, anyways, so yeah, 
that's what we did that it was fun but i got way behind on work because um because you were in the woods for seven days. Yeah, because only one place had Wi-Fi, and uh-huh. like it took me forty minutes to publish the show, uh, <laughs> because I had to upload the file. So I try to upload the file; it won't upload. Uh-huh. It keeps failing. Uh-huh. So I said, "Okay, maybe it's maybe the Wi-Fi is so bad I can't upload a file." So I pick a different file. Uh-huh. Tell it to upload that. Oh, boom! No problem. Starts uploading, and I was like, "Oh, okay. How do I cancel this? Oh, I can't cancel it. Oh, whatever. I'll upload the other one too." Nope. No. Nope. It, it allowed me to upload it. Hmm. It gave me a time of uh, of two hours, uh, and that lodge that I was in closed in forty five minutes. So I was like, okay, no. So I closed the whole website down mm-hmm. to kill the uploads because mm-hmm. the only way I could figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Then I re-uploaded the first the the good file, and that worked. It took like ten minutes then, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was able to quick publish it. But I was like to the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to text Rob and be like, dude, I need you to upload this file. Here's how I'll let me walk you through it so that <laughs> I can actually publish the show yeah um but <clears throat> it was really annoying uh yeah so i got way behind on a bunch of work stuff that i would rather not be behind on so sure. i gotta do that yeah, yeah. cool working is fun working it's, is fun i love working i love working i love working every day i'm behind on the stuff but i love doing it so it's yeah. okay every day every day i love to work yeah 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 you should find a thing you do love to do <laughs> I love drinking beer and hanging out with you, Jason. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, so what what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I want to talk about. Um, well, first of all, I don't know if you know this. You're going to pitch a game later. So oh, cool. All right. It's your great. last chance to pitch a game. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, I'm I'm down, man. I have a theme and everything picked out okay. for you. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Um. So. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about Kickstarter a bit. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about Kickstarter and what what kind of got me thinking about Kickstarter again um is watching games try to fund or go crazy fund or just Kickstarter is interesting to me especially right now I think we're in an interesting time in Kickstarter right yeah. um you know I'm seeing games that look beautiful and look great and uh and are fun and they're not getting the attention you would expect them to get, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think a great example uh, is Darwinots, right? Uh, which Katarski is here. He made like thirty six or thirty seven thousand dollars, yeah. Which is a, is a success, right? Absolutely, total success, right? Um, great theme, amazing artwork by Vincent Dutrait. Super fun game. Mm-hmm. Frankly, that doesn't matter as much as the other things Sadly, do when it comes to Kickstarter, you're right? Yeah. Um. So, but it is a really good game. It was well reviewed. Um, you know, he's done a lot of games and it did well, but like he fought to do well, right? Like yeah. he had to, he had to work really hard to do well, um, which is cool, right? That's, I, he doesn't mind that, right? Yeah. That's what he does. He's as a small publisher, that's what you do. So, right. so, and he makes a lot of smart decisions. He did a lot of cool things to help, um, get people's attention, right? Yeah. Like the, the coolest thing he did was he decided to just add solo mode yeah. for free. Like he was like, we're adding these components to make solo mode happen. <clears throat> and he did it like right at the right time. So for the last like five days, they steamrolled, right? Um, which is great. Then I see something like Trial by Trolley. Uh, have you heard about this one yet? Yeah, I'm familiar okay. with it. And yeah. I'm not, uh, this game, like this this game was hella entertaining, right? Sure. Um, cyanide now, and Happiness. It's Cyanide Happiness, but it's also Skybound Games. So James Hudson, he's yeah. a super smart dude. Yeah. Um, and I from what it sounds like, he approached Cyanide and Happiness and said, I got this cool game. Oh, okay. This would really fit in your universe. Your last game did well. Let's make a game together. Uh, Skybone Games did Super Fight. 
Oh, um, right. Yeah. And yeah. some other stuff, right? So, yeah. Superfight's fun. Yeah. They're, no, they're a good company, yeah. right, right? And I'm not, like, I am super stoked for their success, right? <clears throat> and I know part of this is cyanide and happiness, right? Um, they're at, they're at almost 2.1 mil right now yep. with 13 days to go. Yep. They had a million dollars in like day one or day two. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, from their $69,000 goal. Oh my gosh. I just realized, I just realized their goal is 69,420. 69,420 was their goal. I'm going to guess that was on purpose. Um, because <laughs> <clears throat> it's gotta be right. Of course. Um, but anyways, so I th- I'm interested if I if you could if you could somehow picture what would happen if we had taken away cyanide and happiness right and just had this be Skybound Games try by trolley right I think I think he would he wouldn't be in the millions but no. I think he'd be I think he'd be six figures plus no problem sure right? I could see that yeah um, I could see him hitting two hundred k yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and knowing that. He's known for making good party games, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, adultish party games. I think tend to do better, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, maybe maybe two fifty. Let's give him two. Let's say let's say would have topped out max 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 five hundred k, right? So that's twenty five percent of where they are now. And let's be honest, they're going to be at probably two point three two point five by the time they're done. That'd be my guess. Um, How much time's left? Uh, Thirteen days. It really depends on if they pull out any big things, right? And they're where now? Two one. <clears throat> Two, uh, yeah, just just under two one. They're about twenty okay. k under. Yeah, just under just under two one. They're twenty thousand dollars under. But yeah, no, they're gonna hit two and a half. They they might they could theoretically make it three. Right. It really depends on yeah. what they do towards the end to push. Right. Right. Gen Con's coming up. Right. And they always say don't run Kickstarters during Gen Con, but for something like this, running Kickstarters during Gen Con is fantastic. It's made about five hundred bucks since I've been talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I've got the Kickstarter pulled up so I can <laughs> reference it. So. <clears throat> What I I'm struggling a little bit here because I I I think it's super valid uh-huh. for what what a Green Couch Games is doing, and I don't think it's super valid. I also think it's super valid what a Skybound and try and uh, and Cyanide yeah. and Happiness are doing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, exploding kittens, all that stuff. Like, I support that. The fact that they do this stuff, Cards Against Humanity, good for them. Like, yeah. Cards Against Humanity, it's not my game. It'll never be my game, and that's yeah. that's okay, right? Um, it's not my game, not because it's like like um dirty and blah 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 it's that's not why it's because it's apples to apples and i'm not actually a huge fan of apples to apples sure so dirty apples to apples isn't that much funnier to me right yeah but i i just um i'm also looking at companies like there's there's a big company out there right now uh you know i'm just gonna there's so gtg right greater than games yeah they are behind on a lot of kickstarters right yeah uh and i'm sure there's good reasons for all that right but it doesn't it doesn't matter right mm-hmm. um because they're behind and the perception of that is not great and they haven't done a kickstarter in a while i don't think uh, uh, yeah i don't um, recall what the last one was which is probably smart because if you're behind it's hard to do right you know you lose some goodwill um, if you don't deliver yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i know that like they they haven't delivered legend of sleepy hollow yet and oh that's been a while yeah it's been a while right and i saw that it's been, uh, they're going to be demoing it at Gen Con. It's been more than a year. I th- I Has it been almost been, two? I want to say it's been two years since we saw them playing it with Matt and Ben. That would have been Origins time. 18? Or was that even 17? No, that was... That was Unpub. Oh, it was Unpub. we saw them playing it. It was Unpub 17. Yeah. Because I didn't go... But it didn't go on Kickstarter maybe till like late 17, early 18. I, I'm not 100%. Oh, we can look it up. I have the device in front yeah. of me where I can look it up. <laughs> 
Um, and I'm not, I'm not dogging them. No, no, that, no, no, right? no, no. Right. We know how difficult this yes, stuff is. Yes. Yeah. In, in, a, in a project that I, I'm just, I'm kind of citing, um, just kind of what's going on with the Kickstarter stuff. Right. And, um, let me see here. It's called the legend of sleepy hollow. I don't remember. This is good. This is good radio. Good right podcasting. Good this all get cut out. I don't know. Okay. Um, so anyways, it was a long time ago, right? That's cool. Um, so I'm just trying to like look through. Oh, Legends of Sleepy Hollow. There it is. Not the legend. It was Legends of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. This funded at almost 100K. Um, and the date? December 2000. Oh, Okay. Estimated delivery was December 2018. So they are seven months seven behind. months behind. So, I mean, let's be honest. People have been way more behind than that. Sure. Um, so anyways, I, <clears throat> and then Kickstarter came out with a bunch of new rules. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Some of which are kind of devastating. Yeah. Things like you can't show box, box mock-ups if it's not printed yet. Right? right. Well, crap, man. I mean, like that's that's tough for small companies, tough, right? Yeah. Um, Jamie Stegmeyer actually did a really good write up on that where he like went through and said like, you know, this is this is this and that's that. Speaking of which, congratulations to Stonemeyer Games. Uh Wingspan yeah. uh, just won the spiel. Oh, did so, it? Yeah, oh, that's Elizabeth great. Hargrave won the spiel. I, that's great. I, side note here. Yeah. Like, so five years ago uh-huh. at Unpub, uh-huh. I saw a girl designer there, right? A uh-huh. woman designer, uh uh playing a bird game. I didn't know what it was. I, I met her, right? Her name was Elizabeth Hargrave. Uh, and I talked to her for a few minutes. We had like talked about possibly having her on the show at some point, and it just didn't pan out, right? Like, yeah. uh, And she probably doesn't even remember that because it was so long ago, sure. right? Um, and uh, and you know we're just irresponsible. Back then, we were very irresponsible at getting guests when we were like, oh, we should get this guest, and then just not do it. Yeah. Um, she worked on that game for five years. I saw her at like two more unpubs with a bird game, and yeah. I didn't see that it was the same bird game. Um. But keep at it, kids, because she just won the spiel. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. Good it's for great. her. Yeah, so it's um, wonderful. I've heard nothing but positive things about the game. Yeah, looks beautiful. Yeah. Right, looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, side note there. Uh, I think it's cool that um, uh, one of the interviews that I saw with her said she was like, "I want to design games, but like I didn't think that like castles were cool, and I didn't like spaceships and stuff. So I made a game about what I liked, you know. And mm-hmm. that we need more of that. Yeah, totally. Yes, totally. we need more of that." Um, that to answer your question whoever it was that asked this question a long time ago is why you don't just put a medieval theme on every game (laughs) right because of that anyway so kickstarter 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 so i I don't know like i don't even know what the point of this conversation i just feel like kickstarter has has become this thing that is so different than what it was and it's yeah um and it's in this very odd place where like some games just hit it big, right? Mm-hmm. Like in some games, just just don't. And sometimes it feels like there's a rhyme or reason, but sometimes it doesn't. And uh, yeah, no, that's I, what I'm struggling with. Sure, is, no, yeah, I hear that 100. In in the the whole the whole market has changed, and I, in in some way, I feel like it's it's um when, when we started doing this Kickstarter was you know hard, hardcore gamers were still kind of finding it and discovering it and getting mm-hmm. excited about it right? right right and it was still kind of kind of the wild west and it was exciting and unpredictable and and you know and and you never knew what was going to hit and what wasn't going to hit right um 
and and it was it was just fun and it was kind of a new adventure that we were still figuring out and then and then over time people kind of started to figure it out and kind of developed a formula to follow for success and and then it gained more and more popularity in in the games community and in in the player communities right and it became it started to become a real a real business opportunity it was it was making companies people were starting and they were having big hits right and it was it was like that was how you launch. That's how you start your business. Mm-hmm. That's a great opportunity. And then and so and the formula got figured out. And for a couple of years there, the formula was figured out. Right. And then and the formula went to. And then yeah, the the formula kind of started to fall apart a little bit. And I, and, and 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 I think that's because the the buyers, the the people, the backers changed. And and right, we, you started having bigger and bigger hits with things. Uh, you, you know, a, a great example is is I, th- I think the first milestone there is when the the Double Fine video game Kickstarter hit, a Broken Age, right? In in that obviously that was a video game that wasn't board games, but what that what that meant was that was that was the first one to hit a million million dollars, I think. Um, and maybe anyway, it was a huge huge success, one of the biggest uh, at the time. I think at the time it was the biggest Kickstarter ever. And and it, it would that like made headlines and people were like oh wait a minute this is kind of a real thing and that started bringing in more money and more more things more things like licenses you know licensed properties that people knew about and and so instead of it instead of it just being this 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 client base or this customer base of of people who are excited about trying something new and about people who are kind of connoisseurs connoisseurs right? Yeah. right and 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 ready to throw some money at some weird stuff and take a chance and 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 the market got bigger and the customer base got bigger and and the more people you know it's it's that it's that you know uh, uh, marketing where you where you you're focus testing it's focus testing death right when you get you talk to one person about a thing and that person will give you exciting dynamic and unique feedback but when you talk to a thousand people about a thing it gets homogenized and and super boring and and generic and, and it loses all of its life and all of this excitement and and that's kind of what has ended up happening to kickstarter the more people became aware of it the the more they started to want the same thing you know right and that's why you see so many big successes with things like the trolley the trolley right, game right um which i see and i think like the trolley game or even an exploding kittens like i feel like kickstarter was made for thing like those games were made for kickstarter right yeah um because yeah. because cyanide and happiness is a big internet thing right right so you could sell they're, it on their website you they're sell, not made for kickstarter they're made for the internet yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah yes yeah. yeah. so you know, and sure, maybe this game ends up being sold at Target, right? Maybe. But this game is sold at Target. And, because, and I hope it is because yeah. that's great for them. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But I'm saying is that was, that was, that happened because of Kickstarter, right? Right. Um, but are, are we coming to a point where if you don't have a shtick, right? If you don't either have a big name, uh, like a sign of happiness yeah. or a oatmeal, right? Or, or you've made, or, you know, another great success of late that I think is a good one to put it is Endeavor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Endeavor, uh, from what I've heard is a great game. I've not played it, but uh, loved by many, many, many people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very happy for Burnt Island and, um, and Mark and and Helena Mm -hmm. and Josh and all of them doing that. Right. Um, but that game was so successful, um, for two reasons. Well, first of all, it was so successful for, it had the potential to be so successful for one reason. It was a reprint of a game that people were salivating for. right? Right. Um, that potential aside, it then took the hard work of Mark, uh, Helena, and Josh to make that happen in sure. their whole team, right? Um, and that's how they were so successful. But had it not been for that catalyst, right? 
Now you could say, well, look at look at Mark's Artemis project, right? Which is from what I've heard. Again, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's a fantastic game. It's yeah. about exploring Europa. It's like right up my alley. Yeah. Um, that did really well on Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, but did that that had to have gotten some sort of boon from the fact that it followed Endeavor, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um so and I'm not there's no judgments on any of this stuff. No, no, it's no. really just trying to like like you said, for a long time we were comfortable with this formula, right? Do X and Y will happen, mm-hmm. right? And now the formula seems to be do X, but it's some unattainable crap, yeah. right? For for your average person, and you'll see gangbusters, right? Or if you want to be, you know, if you want to just be, um, like say, I want to put a game out, right? Yeah. And I'm going to put a game out and I need five grand to put that game out, right? Mm-hmm. Great. I That Kickstarter, I can probably do that in Kickstarter, right? As long as my artwork is good yeah. and I do some promotions, mm-hmm. I will probably get that game published, right? Mm-hmm. I will print that game at 5,000 bucks. But when I'm a smaller publisher, fighting for that, right? Um, or you would see with smaller publishers, I mean, look at a green couch or um, or uh, a Grand Gamers Guild. Those are two I know well, so mm-hmm. it's easy for me to point these out. Like some of their Kickstarters do way better than others, right? Yeah. All of their Kickstarters succeed, but some go gangbusters and some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that that riddle of why, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that that designers in general aren't selling games, right? Um, you mark my words, you see a Cathala game on Kickstarter or a, a Ludovic Montblanc or something like that. Yeah. Right? Those will do well on Kickstarter because of the name behind them, right? Because right? people like you and me are going to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but like a Legend of Sleepy Hollow, right? And I'm not picking on Matt and Ben here, but like they got some backers because that was Matt and Ben, but they didn't make almost 100K because it was Matt and Ben. In fact, a great example of that would be Saloon Tycoon, right? Sure. Let's be honest. They maybe got a couple hundred backers who recognized you from the show at and best. went and checked it out. At, at best. best. Especially right? back then. Yeah. When especially we certainly then. had less listeners right. than we do now. Right. Um, and, and they had some more because Van Ryder at that point it was, was getting established and they right, already had right. some pre-existing fans. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. I still say that $50,000 of that money was for one reason. That animated gift. Animated gift. I agree 100%. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. like... I think that Evan thought of that or whatever. Yeah. That was the single smartest thing that guy's that. ever done. Yep. And for what we're talking about, if you haven't seen it, was there was an animated GIF on the front page of the Kickstarter mm-hmm. that showed building the tiles up. Mm-hmm. Second cubes and tiles. Yeah. yeah. And when, when people saw that, like, oh, it was I like, it. I get it back now, yeah, right. right? And you didn't have to watch the video to right. see that. No. Yeah. You just saw it and were like, oh, yeah. And it could have just been a, a picture of that stacked. Wouldn't but watching it be stacked, yep. you were just like, oh, my gosh, I'm yeah. sold, right? Yeah. Um, but that was your hook, right? That was your shtick, yeah, right? Right. Because at that point, Van Ryder, they were not the Van Ryder they are today, right? Oh, they're much not. bigger. That right, game right, right, was right. kind of the turning point for them. It was a big one, yeah. Um, that you know gave them resources to then move and do more, even bigger things, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just. It, it, wait, I'll keep in mind though also that expectations uh, and and uh, the perspective of success versus failure has changed. Right when you and I were getting into this, a hundred thousand dollars on a Kickstarter. What in what what did Sleep, Sleepy Hollow make? Uh, ninety four. Ninety four. Okay, so ninety four thousand dollars on a Kickstarter would be like holy kick. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> holy kick. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> holy kickstart. <laughs> holy kick. I mean, man, we're rolling in it. This is a huge, 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 right, huge right. success. But nowadays, people get a hundred thousand dollars for the Kickstarter or ninety four thousand. They're like, God damn it! All right, it's not enough. It's right? not enough. I, I mean, boy, yeah. boy, that just 
that underperformed. I'm really disappointed. And and, and some people get angry uh, because right. because you know it, because right. expectations have changed, right? Yeah, I mean, I've heard publishers make sub fifty on a game and be upset about that. Like, yeah. be legit, right? Like. This is terrible. And to me, I'm like, gosh, if I put a game on Kickstarter and made that much. Now, granted, I don't have to run a business, right? I mean, like... Oh, sure, yeah. We get paid to design games. Like, <laughs> that right. is much easier than getting paid to publish right. games. Right, People just give us money for ideas. They have to, like, work real hard for that money. And yeah. I'm not discounting the fact that design is tough, but there's a lot less risk in design. Right. In fact, there's, there's no risk in design. You risk uh-huh. your time, right? Yeah. Um, but but that speaks to the different expectations, uh, and, you know, right. different different perspectives on right. success versus failure, and that e- even that has been completely redefined from the ground up since Kickstarter hit, since it became a, a thing. And like we said, there was a formula developed, and the formula worked, and the formula worked for about two and a half, maybe three and a half years, and then and then that all fell apart. And now nobody really knows what the formula is. Now, now the new formula is, uh, I don't know, get a licensed property. The new uh, formula, yeah. The new formula is, do you already have a good audience? Yeah. Can you give them something else that's exactly what you already gave them, but mm-hmm. slightly different? Sure. You'll profit, right? Uh, I mean, look at Grand Gamers Guild, right? Like, I, I'm sorry, I keep using them as an example, but I know them in and out, right? I know all their games. Like, you look at kind of the arc they've had, right? Um, and I don't mean arc in a bad way. I mean, like they've been consistently growing. Right. Yeah. Um, and in fact, they did an endeavored expansion. I wonder how that ended up. I didn't see how that ended up because I, I kind of looked at it for a while, but because I wasn't, I, I don't have endeavor, so I, I wasn't going to back it. And the only reason for the record that I don't have endeavor is because I don't have anyone that would play it with me. Oh, like, that game's not, massive, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's just not my, I would, it's a game that I hope someday to like go to Mark's house and play with him. Yeah. Cause I just would love to experience the game. That's like, I, I really want to buy Twilight Imperium. I really want to buy Axis and Allies, but I know that I'll never actually play those right, games. Right. Right. Because, because I mean, I don't even have the patience for those, much less bringing in a bunch of friends to have that kind of patience along with me. I would get bored after three hours. Crap, that's Burn Island. I looked at the wrong one. But anyways, um, so right now the formula seems to be like I said: you have an audience, you have a hook, yeah. and then suddenly you'll do well. But if you don't, then you may not. Mm-hmm. Um, Endeavor Age of Expansion. <laughs> By the way, the fact that they called the first one Age of Sale and the second one Age of Expansion. That's, That's clever. brilliant stuff right That's there. That's clever, yeah. Uh, made 265,000 Canadian. So I don't know what the rate is, but 52 5299 backers. Like that's That's great. That's a hit. Yeah. Now they were smart because you could pre-order the first game as well with that. So that was real smart. Um It's going to look to see though cuz Burnt Island also had um uh Burnt Island also did another game. Uh, called Into the Hall of the Mountain King. I, was like, I can't remember how that one did. I feel like it did pretty well. Into the microphone, please. I feel like that one did pretty well. Sorry. Um, but like, it's just, it's super interesting to me. Um, all of this stuff, you know, as somebody who's interested in dabbling in Kickstarter again. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's frightening, right? The way yeah. this stuff works, you know? No, I, I agree with you. It, it, I don't have any interest in running a Kickstarter. It scares the pants off of me. So, okay. So here's a here's an exception to the rule. Okay. Well, there's always exceptions, right. but yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, Into the Hollow Mountain King, also a Burn Island game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not based on any sort of um, property, right? Other than a song called Into the Hollow Mountain King, uh, which is a really good song. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, is... Uh, 
$379,000 great. in uh, Canadian, 4,300 backers. So, so that's like $12 American? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Canadians, it's, it's, I, I just. when you're doing the uh, when you're looking at it um, in the uh, uh, when you're looking at it. Oh, nope, can't see it. When you're looking at it uh, when the when it's running live, it will yeah. convert it to to dollars for you. Sure, uh, but yeah, it won't or American dollars, not Canadian dollars. They're Canadian dollars, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. So, anyways, yeah, it just it just makes it really nerve wracking, right? Like, I don't want to start being a publisher or something like that, but yeah. I, I would like to dawdle in Kickstarter a little, just like you know, just put my foot in, um, mm-hmm. put a few things out there. But I also don't want to go bankrupt trying to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just working on this game that I've been working on with my son, we've probably spent a good, I don't know, five to seven hundred bucks getting everything together, right? Yeah, and we've not made a single game yet. That was True. getting all the artwork, getting all the stuff. That's probably closer to five, um, and it's not ready to it's not ready to put out there yet, right? Because there's still more work to be done. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, that's um, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just it's something really on my mind right now that I've been thinking a lot about, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm probably going to try to get some people on who can speak to that a bit more at some point um, because I'm just really interested in delving more into that. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's interesting, interesting challenge. It's, it's one of those ways that this industry has changed since we started doing this that I would, I wouldn't have been able to predict. You know? Yeah. No, me yeah. either. Me either. Um, so hey, if you've got thoughts on that, uh, yeah. I'd love to hear about that at a later time. Seven seven zero tell BTG. Yep. Um, I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. I know that a lot of friends have perspectives. If you have anything to do with one of these games that we talked about, we weren't dogging at anything. Absolutely not. It really, was just about like here are things that are happening, right? Yep. And I want to say one of the new Kickstarter rules, by the way, was if you have an unfulf- like X unfulfilled, you can't launch another one. Oh, really? But I could be wrong about that. So I, but because it, it, yeah, I, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and read Jamie Stegmeyer's post, but I appreciate that he does recaps like that. Yeah. Because I could have read all the rules and it would have taken me hours, but instead I just read his blog and was sure. like, Oh yeah, he's check, real check, good check. at that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, good, good at analysis. Right, right. Good at kind of putting things in context and right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart guy. Um. So, all right, okay. So, are you ready to pitch? I am. Yeah. Your last game ever. Okay. On building the game. All right, I'm ready. Okay. It's gonna be an impromptu, off the cuff. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make it easy for you. Okay. I wanted to make it so that you could, could, uh, could. Go to your strong suit. To my strong right? suit. So my, things go to my that, safe place. The things that you're best at. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, so I want you to design for me mm-hmm. a light euro game. Okay. Speaking to you, right? Light euro. Right. right? I'm light there. Light euro. Okay. Um, uh, restriction. Yeah. Must contain a hex grid. Must contain a hex grid. Right? Because okay. you're good with hex grids. Oh, I love those. <clears throat> I've made so many games with those. And then I'm going to give you a title. Okay. You ready for the title? Yeah. Toilet Wars. Toilet Wars. <laughs> a light Euro. <laughs> so for those of you who have not been with the show forever, yeah. Toilet Wars has been a recurring theme, but it's been several years. It has been a while. Since I look back, it's been quite a while, and I was like, Sweet. I'm going to make him pitch Toilet Wars. Talked about Toilet Wars. All right, and it's got to have a hex grid, and it's a light Euro. Well, let's see. So what is the hex grid used for? It could be a map of the city. Or I think maybe it's a map of the sewer system underneath the city. Before you even said it, I was like, this is going to be about medieval toilets. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. It's a modern day city. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, it's a modern day city. So I think this is a map of the city. And um and uh let's see. And uh, maybe it's better if it's like a map of a neighborhood. Oh boy, that's tough. Wonder if there's a different way to approach that though. Maybe you have to I think this is some kind of this is the early days. This is the early days here. It's not a modern day setting. It's uh it's it's back in that time when like um you know when when people turn of the century, let's say when thing things like there was no like there were no public services, like there was no public fire department, right? There were just a bunch of guys that would get together and buy a fire engine or buy a, you know a cart full of, with a big water tank on it and and run around town try to be the first one to the house that's on fire and say if you give right. us twenty dollars we'll we'll put your the fire out, but if you don't give us twenty dollars then we're leaving, you know that kind of thing, right? So it's kind of kind of uh, the days of renegade plumbers. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> renegade plumbers the days of the renegade plumbers right so so you're you're in this uh, turn of the century uh developing uh city right and uh and sewers are being installed but but there's no there's not a public public water uh services there there are there are people who are just out there you know renegade plumbers who are who are willing to go in and and you know and dig dig underneath your house dig down your basement and uh and connect you to uh to their their sewer lines that are built in the streets okay um so i think the first thing you have to do so so you've got you've got this hex grid and uh this is just sort of a generic this is just sort of a generic field right this is this is the area of the city and um and you're you're each competing renegade plumbers and and you have to you have to um oh, let's see you need to start by laying out your your main drains, you know, and that that follow the streets of the city. So I think there there are there's kind of like a standard layout of 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 you know what there's no standard layout. There's just there's there's big pipes and there's small pipes that you're you're putting down as tiles. That's all it is. Right. And I think these tiles are actually see through plastic because mm-hmm. you might have to lay down multiple pipes uh, over one tile, right? Crisscrossing. So I'm going to interrupt you right there. Yeah. And I'm going to add a surprise new addition oh, no. to this that you just made me think of by saying that. Okay. Must include offset cards uh, or I, tiles. I, <laughs> See, that's how you do it with the offset tiles. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think you've got clear plastic hex tiles that you lay down because because I'm going to want to cross, you know, we can cross the same tile, but you need to be able to see that those pipes are connected basically, right? You cannot cross going in the same direction, but you know, there's there's three axes on a, on a hex, hexagonally yeah. shaped tile, right? So anyway, um, so um, you start, you know, you have to you have to lay out your your primary lines that are, that are that are w- w- bigger pipes because that can handle more flow, right? And then in uh, uh, you only have so many places to connect them, and, and you need to connect them to the river, which is on uh, running down the center of the board. I think you got to connect that. So so gross. Yes. Well, you know, hey, it's turn of the century. Yeah, it was right. real. So there, so so big pipes can only connect to each other big pipes or to the river to an outlet. Um, but they can they can branch right. You can you can have a, a few branches, and small pipes can only connect to each other or to a big pipe, but cannot flow out to the river directly. Okay, there's going to be cards and things, of course, that allow you to break these rules naturally. <clears throat> so I think what you're doing is you is you're playing cards, and uh, uh, you're playing cards that allow you to 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 earn earn money 
in order to to buy these. Uh, at the same time that you're you're playing these cards, though, you're also uh, you're also uh, getting getting zoning permission, I think. Um, which is probably basically just bribes back then. Basically right? bribes, right? And I think in th- zoning, it, really, what that is, because because again, there was no like organized really government in that case. What you're doing, if you want to, if you want to uh, install a big flow pipe in one hex, you need to be able to play. Um, you need to play able to play three cards, uh, the three permission cards or or, or property owner uh, permission cards. And what that means is that you need to get the permission of 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 three people who own property adjacent to that tile to to get that get the ability to install your pipe in that spot okay um so you install that um then you start to earn income from that um i think you start yeah i think you start to earn income from each one of those uh then uh and then after that you can start to branch off with smaller pipes from that. And to install a smaller pipe, you only need the permission of the tile that you're installing it on. So you only need one resonant card in order to install a smaller pipe, ah. right? And so, so you, uh, so you don't. I think you don't earn any income from a large pipe, but you earn income from small pipes. I think that's how you do it. And you can crisscross pipes with other people again, but only along only along um, different axes. You cannot parallel right. another pipe. That makes sense on the same tile. Um, and uh, uh, and so you're going to do that, and so you and you earn income, and I think that's how you earn victory points is income that way. So I think yeah, I don't. So there's probably not resources necessarily. What um maybe maybe oh oh so that's what you do. That's okay. Your resources are the property owners, all right, and they they are little. They're just cubes. Um, and so you're playing cards that can, you might be able to just play cards to earn money, but what you, but the cards are, are thematically are doing things like you're, you're, you're going to city council meetings, you know, and you're, you're lobbying and you're advertising and that's how you're gaining resources to convince the, the locals to allow you to dig up the street right. and lay down, lay down a, a primary flow, um, and then you can also then spend those to build smaller pipes and from the smaller pipes, every tile you have a smaller pipe on is uh is income for you every round um you know it probably it, it's probably not every tile you have to probably have to build a connection from a small pipe right um to to earn that income well anyway that's the beginning of something that's, I, I it can be workshop from there right but it's the beginning right. of an idea the key component there being though the clear plastic tiles yeah. that you know are going to be virtually impossible to pick up off the board once you put them down oh yeah which definitely. means that game would be absolutely miserable to play yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right because it'd be that thin, floppy yep. uh, plastic stuff that bad. that you just I like when we every time I play Imagine, it's like people fight to pick up one of those cards off yep. the table, and it's and everybody hates it. But it's a super fun game, so you just deal with it. Right. In this case, though, it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be a not fun game. It so would not be even a little bit fun. It <clears throat> would just make everybody angry. I would suggest that instead uh-huh. you make a scenario in the bingo RPG called Toilet Wars about turn of the century renegade plumbers. That's a better idea. That sounds way better. Renegade plumbers. Yeah, so yeah, so the players are all they're a team of plumbers in in the the Great Toilet War of uh, eighteen seventy three. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, the Toilet Wars of of eighteen seventy three in in Chicago, the Chicago Toilet Wars. Yeah. yeah. Really. Let's really. let's not make it Chicago. Let's make it. Uh, what's a funnier city? Um, let's say Minneapolis. What's so funny about Minneapolis? It's just a funny word. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe Little Rock. That's a funny, funny name too. Little Rock. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to work on that too. Turdville. Is there like a Turdville? Is That's too obvious. Come on. <laughs> I'm going for sophisticated toilet humor here, Jason. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Flushing, New York. Uh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> that's that's really on the nose. Yeah, but it's but also funny because <laughs> yeah. it's a real place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. All right. I think you did it. I think you pitched. I, I think it, I so. finally figured out the the angle on Toilet Wars. Right. You're right. welcome. You got anything else? I don't got nothing else. So, uh, so this is the last time we're going to ever record in the studio together. It's true, in yeah. Theory, right? Yeah. Unless you make a guest appearance at some point. Yeah, we'll see what um, happens. So, uh, I was thinking back. Uh-huh. You've given me a lot of advice over the years, right? Have I? I mean, I've never asked for it, but you've given me a lot of advice <laughs> All right, over the okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. And most of it was garbage, just uh-huh. absolute hot garbage. But yeah. I was trying to think, like, what's the most best piece of advice Rob ever gave you? Oh, boy. And it wasn't, you gave, you told me this at a work conference. Did I? Okay. So we were at a work conference at an event at night. You probably uh-huh. don't remember this, but, okay. uh, and, uh, and you said, Jason, I've got a piece of advice for you. Uh-huh. And I said, what is it? And you said, use more mustard because it's good on so many things. And you're, you're not using the mustard and mustard really brings out the flavor in food, right? Uh-huh. It's a flavor you should, you should use more mustard. And since then, uh-huh. I've started using more mustard. Okay. And it's become my favorite condiment. It's great. So wrong about a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Right about the mustard. <laughs> there it is. I think it's an episode title right there. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. yeah. But no, hey man, it's been it's been a privilege. This it's been has fun. been a yeah. lot of fun. So. Yeah, thank you very much. And I and I do mean it. Uh drinking beer and hanging out with you are two of my favorite things in the right. whole wide world. So. I just really hate editing. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> just enough. sick of it. <laughs> so um but good news, uh we still have game nights, so we will Absolutely. be able to drink beer and play games. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. All about it. So uh cool. cool. And All we're right. gonna go to Gen Con. It's gonna be We're great. gonna go to Gen Con, so. we're gonna have a great time, even though yeah. kinda hate Gen Con. I love Gen Con the event. Hate Gen Con the organization. That's right. Yeah. We've been saying yeah. that for years yeah. now. So uh, um, it's too late to talk about the stuff for Gen Con. So yeah, hopefully you listen to the last episode and you showed up at our events at Gen Con. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Great. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. Um, IDC, I'm sure, was fa- fantastic as yep. always. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should I? Should I? Should I say who won? And then it'll. Then it, we'll see if I was just right or wrong. <laughs> You're gonna give a prediction? No. I don't know. We're the hosts. We're I'm not, not gonna, to... I'm not gonna give a prediction. Okay. You know why I'm not gonna give a prediction? Why is that? Because. If I'm wrong, honestly, there because there's it's a no-win scenario. It's a no-win right? scenario. It's literally right. a no-win scenario. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So your your money's on Banana Chan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or Nat Levan. So one or the other. One of the two. Right. Or uh-huh. Gray Dietrich will also be there. He could oh, be the surprise winner. The dark right? horse candidate here. Pretty much anyone in that room could happen to win. You really don't know. With one exception. Wait, well, two. You and me. No, no, we still have a better chance than this so? one person. Who's the one person that absolutely would never win? Josh Mills. It's Josh Mills, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, You're yeah. right. Our odds are better <laughs> yeah. than his. Even even the Iron, Iron Bruno itself has better odds right. than, than right. Mr. Mills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because we would never let him win. If, hey, if, it's up to the judges. If he ever wanted a chance at winning, if he wanted to come back and a chance at winning, uh-huh. I can think of a pair up to where I might be willing to try and help him win. Uh-huh. Matt Riddle. <laughs> You put him against Matt Riddle, it would be so hard for me not to sabotage Riddle that I would probably I would. Yeah, but we I mean so we we don't I don't think we want to set that precedent of having somebody come back. 
Oh no no we're not yeah. we know, no no definitely no definitely no so maybe maybe after ten years though we have some kind of like battle royale edition right for year eleven the last ten the ten winners from the last ten years yeah yeah come back for year eleven and it's a it's a battle royale every every round one person is eliminated that would be cool that would be cool that would be cool if everyone could come but some of those winners are never coming to Gen Con again so yeah that's true yeah. right yeah that's a shame then they could maybe send a proxy in their place they could so potentially yeah I'm I'm down with that yeah. Winners versus losers would be great. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Or cool. only bring back the losers to give them one more chance. Right. That might actually be more fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there were some good losers in there. Everybody's you know? a good loser. No, but there were some really good, some good people who lost, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And some terrible winners, but you know. Yeah. We won't name yeah. names. We won't name names. Thanks everybody for listening All to the right. show. It's been my, my great pleasure. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you know it. Uh, building the game podcast at gmail.com uh, the website is buildinggamepodcast.com you can follow us on twitter at podcast btg jason is at ja slingerland i will continue to be at polian underscore designed uh, like the show on places look forward to your voicemails being heard if you call 770 tell btg um, thanks for coming to see us at Gen Con. Thanks for everything. Uh, again, next week will be my last show, and uh, we'll be doing a Gen Con surrounded by friends, and that's I think that'll be a great way to, to, to call it. So uh, there we go. All right. Good, Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time... Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>